What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Voices of the Black and Gold. I'm Nick Chastain, your host. As always, dude, we have a loaded, loaded show. We have had two games. We have an Open Cup game. We have CCL games. We have a lot to cover. And as always, I'm going to have my partners here with me, Eric and Celso. Guys, what's going on? Loaded, loaded, loaded. LAFC sitting at the top of the standings. Carson down at the bottom. We're going to talk about that. Open Cup number one down at the bottom we're spitting on them kicking mud throwing shit at them telling them that they're shit because they are right now and we are happy that we're going to come in against them for the open cup baby uh but we have a lot to cover before that eric Celso, what's going on guys eric what's up man hey how how's it going everybody you know it's uh it was a good week but i i would be remiss i would like us just to kind of acknowledge what happened yesterday, which is a big story in world football, which is the racist incident that happened to Vinicus in Valencia and just really how it has no place in the game, you know, and seeing kind of how the Spanish media is really trying to downplay a lot of it. You know, it's that we, you know, there's just not a way we can start this show without acknowledging like things like this just need to end in the sport. I mean, this happened in Spain, Luckily, I think here in MLS, we haven't had incidents like that where people are chanting racial slurs at players. And, you know, just there, there's just there's just no place for any of it. So I wanted to come in here and recognize like the, the struggles that some athletes have with that and uh, just kind of stand in support of, of Vinicus over there. It's uh, it's just such a it's a shame to always see it. And it's just a shame to see hate directed racially, directed for any other reason, you know, whether it's for any other reason, it's just, it's a shame to see it. So I just wanted to just acknowledge it. Yeah. And obviously this, this did happen with a Brazilian player. So I would, uh, I just want to mention the Brazilian government and the Confederation both came out with really strong statements saying what was done was very wrong. And unfortunately Spain has tainted itself. And in Brazil, they're not considered a very racist country. And I think this is horrible because if you've been there, you know, it's a beautiful place. The game is amazing. And it takes away from the conversation that we really want to have, which is we have an amazing team and one of the best players in the world taking that kind of treatment. So understanding once again that what we're trying to build here in MLS is so valuable, right? And, you know, we had something like what happened with Dante Van Zier, nip it in the bud, move on. And I think this is exactly what we should be doing here in the United States. So that's all I wanted to say about this. Keep it factual, keep it going. Talk about AFC from now on. Yeah, man. Listen, one thing with uh, MLS that we are lucky about is that when something happens, a lot of people do speak up. Uh, maybe sometimes it's not fast enough, but for most part, things happen and they get recommend, uh, recommended for it, kicked out of the league, whatever it is. And we would hope that that's how it would be in other leagues. Um, and uh, yeah, there's no room for it, man. So hopefully uh, the league does something a little bit better and, you know, they don't just sort of blame it on the guy. You know what I'm saying? Um but yeah. Okay. So uh, not trying to be heartless, but let's move on to the LAFC news. Uh, LAFC played uh, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, what did you guys take from this, man? It was a 1-1 draw we walked away with. Denny Bawanga, of course, 13th minute, gets on the board again. This dude is unstoppable. Um, it put him uh, for a tie. Now he is leading the way. Uh, uh, but, you know, this guy is just he's, – he's unstoppable. Um, that game is something I, I thought 
LAFC could have won. Um, but, uh, you know, being a midweek game where we're coming into a Saturday game, uh, we knew that things weren't going to play out exactly the way that we wanted to. Um, but I still think walking away with one point and not losing is a big deal. However, SKC is the first team that has came into the BMO Stadium this year and walked away with the point. How we feel about that, Celso? Yeah, it was a game that I got to cover on the sidelines and uh, it, the comments so, uh, afterwards were interesting. Denis saying that they he felt SKC is a real team, a complete team. And they do. They have really good pieces uh, in Eric Tommy. You know, Johnny Russell is a star and Elin Polito coming back. They got schlopped again over the weekend. So it tells you a little bit about the rhythm of games. Now, if you throw that midweek game in the middle, it sort of throws the athletes for a loop and they essentially cannot keep up with it so i saw lafc basically being a victim of its own schedule there you cannot win every game i think justin even asked that hey you, hey steve you're not expected to win every game how do you feel about that and he said basically i don't give a shit you know what i mean but it's it was good it was good to see the team come actually i was actually happier for skc because they are such a disaster and i've always had a lot of respect for that team to actually come in and gives us something to play with and again recognized by a guy like denny bowanga which i bet on him uh, you know, and I'm not going to say money, but I bet on him to score. I thought he was going to score last and end up scoring first. So, you know, but he's always in the scoreboard, man. Very, very impressed with him and what he's been able to do so far. Yeah. Uh, Eric asked, hey, man, you are playing every single minute. Do you need time? Nope. 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 That's all he, <laughs> he wanted. And then he said he wants to play. He wasn't happy enough with his performance with one goal. He wants to be MVP of the league this year. He wants to be the Golden Boot winner. He wants to be MLS Cup winner, CCL, Open Cup. This kid said it. He said, I'm not tired. I don't get tired. And I want to play every three days. Yeah, the game we lost long, Ben, by the way. And this is, uh, if anything, a little bit of attrition on the center back position, right? And uh, I forgot to mention the fact that, you know, we lost Aaron Long and suddenly we have Sir Hippolensia playing center back in the next game. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Buwanga is just a physical specimen in his prime. And, you know, when you when you think about who you want as your star professional athlete, it, it's a guy like that. He's just durable. He doesn't miss time. I mean, there's – you. There's nobody else you'd rather have in the field other than him in his spot. Like that guy is a must in the field. And we're it's really nice to see us utilize this minute. How many DPs are out there that, you know, they spend, you know, 60% of their season good. And then the other 40% they're injured or unavailable. He's right. been there 95% of our minutes like Buanga has been in there and, and we continue to thrive. So, uh, like Celso said with Long as well, like that was kind of a rough that it was a bit of a game of attrition and mm -hmm. the, the guys looked a little bit tired. It, it was kind of I was almost surprising we're going to get into the San Jose, but the guys looked more tired against SKC than they looked against San Jose. And I figure that that three day gap would have worn even more on them. So it, mm -hmm. it was just kind of one of those down games. I think as fans, we could give a shit what happened that game. I think if we lose That's other true. than being our first loss at home, like. The, just that, but yep. we have bigger fish to fry. They're coming up. We're about to hit the next stretch of stuff that's real. So SKC is, you know, 
great, great for them. Maybe they're not so depressed because they tied the greatest team in MLS. You know, it's a, it's a victory for other teams when they tie us. So, you know, let's uh, Vermes a couple more games because (laughs) suddenly his head wasn't on the chopper, like, you know, Vannies or, or or Senor Bradley. But is it, is it really like you went to games and your head isn't on there, but then because you play LAFC and you get a draw, it's like, oh, you're doing your thing now. Because he tells your boss that like, there's something there that you could make it work. Because if you can go into LAFC's um, house with your full team, which they did finally with Polito up front, they can actually play ball. Now, I, again, we're not here to talk SKC. You guys had Kevincio on, right? He did that for us, but man. Um, I don't know. It, it was it was good to see we didn't take an L. You're absolutely right about that. So so you guys keep on talking about the defense, and it's something that I do want to talk about. I mean, we're a 14-0-1 at home. This is a fortress at BMO Stadium. They did walk away with one point. I'm more pointing a lot of this towards the defense, being able to switch these guys out. As you guys said, you don't have Kalini. You don't have – um Mario long goes out and you have these young guys slotting in I know I'm jumping ahead a couple of games I'm not going to talk about but I'm just saying in gen and, and to be a little bit more specific Palencia stepping over to center back we have seen these kids step over a lot man and it's pretty incredible that this is what what they're doing I mean him to just be able to slot in and play at center back because guys are going down Maldonado coming in and not losing a step what do you guys think about this defense? Is this a lot on because Dolo was a defensive player and he's putting so much emphasis on defense? Celso? Whew. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the key to everything. We're one of the least scored teams in the the, the conference for sure. And in, in at home, that, that retrospect's probably even better. And if you stretch it over last year's, I would think that it's very similar as well. So it, it does. It all starts with good defense. And, you know... The, the part of all the defensive side of it is where it happens on the field, you know, and I've been kind of studying this thing and putting some data together. It will take me some time to understand uh, how effective the press game is for LAFC, the high press and, and essentially to disrupt the passing and everything that the op- opponent is doing to recover the ball quickly and then attack. So it's a little bit of a defense that happens through the offense, you know, and you see that very quickly when, when we lose our punch is when that press is not working and when the guys are tired, right? And I mm-hmm. feel like really that's been the secret for everything that we've done because if the other team is not scoring because they can't really create because they're so effective mm-hmm. in the press, right? The defense has an easier side not being in tough situations, which if you follow Bob Bradley, the Bob Bradley year, it's everything that happened every time. The midfield, right. it would be a foot race. Kinwin one would lose the ball in the middle of the field and everybody would be freaking running to try to catch up with it and it would mm. end in the bottle in the back of the net that does no longer happens once we lose the ball three guys are on top of this person and that player is disrupted and they cannot progress with the ball that is dola yep. ball 101 sorry i know i took a little bit long to explain this no it's fine and i cannot wait until i'm able to actually show that in measurements because there's there's key measurements out there that you can you know notice in order to see how good we're doing this or not Right. Uh, Eric, you know, um, 
Johnny Russell did get a goal. That's how it ended up being a 1-1. It was a beautiful goal, a little bit of a, of a blunder from the defense. I know we're talking about the positive of the defense, but the reason I mentioned it is because we did we're have a different defense. goalie in there. We had a different goalie in there for Eldon uh, to uh, Jakubovic to come in and, mm-hmm. and, and, and take care of uh, for McCarthy because we knew that he had that little shoulder, so we needed him to rest for the weekend. How did you see that he slotted in with this defense, though? I, th- I think Jakupovic did pretty good. Uh, you can definitely see the chemistry isn't quite there. McCarthy's McCarthy's outletting is is so much nicer, you know. And uh, but on the other hand, J- Jakupovic when he played Monterey, his outlet balls was pretty good with the LAFC too. So I think this is more of a matter of chemistry than it's a matter of talent. So I I thought he did pretty pretty good he made i think three really really good saves yeah he did and uh you know the, the one that went in was you know it was it's he'd made harder saves in that one but that that's how it goes it's a statistics game the stuff yeah. you can get at a percentage of them you're going to get to and a percentage you won't for one reason or another mm. whether it's green it's tall dude too i think sometimes with the tall guys like those really you know it was a kind of like yeah. a low shot he just had no reaction because really close close up a little shot and he couldn't really just kick it out and he just went in yeah and at the end of the day his his pk taking ability for me is such a positive positive <laughs> yeah. i'm like whatever yeah, he got us through but, to this carson yeah. game on tuesday here that we i think have. it was a big deal i really do yeah. i think that was a big deal for him and if nothing else comes out of this season awesome. for him that was a huge thing for us just to show his um his leadership and what he is yeah. bringing for the younger Four guys that are coming playing. underneath that right? go ahead eric yeah, yeah. I, you know, I also think uh, as you were talking about the depth, you know, and long going out, what does that do? And this, this to me is a, it, it's kind of a, you know, it's a bit of a red light situation where it's like, you know, how much of an emergency is this going to be? We slotted in Palencia to deal with San Jose, but are we still did a great job? Are we going to be resorting to Palencia against Leon? Because that's a whole different fish to fry. Like. You know, we have three center backs out. Looking at your top three picks out, it's it's amazing he slotted in like this. But can he do that every game? Is yes, he can. Yes, he no, can. No, he can. And I and yes, I can argue can. against that. I just watched the the well, San Jose game, it. and we're moving ahead because you know the corner defense already is not the same. It's not because it's short. It's just not the same. And I can we tell know. you that in our set plays, we're already losing a lot with him in the middle. Number two, no number way. two as well. I if, if you look. And, and like what Celso was talking about, which is kind of, you know, the counter pressing, which San Jose was also doing against us. Yes. And Palencia being in that center back role, he struggled to find good outlets sometimes. And San, San Jose, oh, wait, wait a San Jose was able to pin us in a, a bit at times. I might be jumping ahead here, but. Right, we're all yeah. Out. You you <laughs> jumped ahead a little bit now, but we're into San Jose now, so we might as well just go ahead and roll with it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, but uh, LASK was like uh, a mile ago. We have like three games in like two San games. It's, this is <laughs> our calendar's fault. I mean, but, but uh, you know, the, the injury to Long kind of fed into that too, which you know, and the, and then there's Acosta. How long is he out? That's a whole other thing. Like we are starting to get thin to the point where it's like. We have a bunch of positions now that are one guy away from being very interesting, and center back is already very interesting. Okay. Oh, it's I'm super interesting. It's so interesting turn. that it's when we ask questions, say. we get ah. really vanilla answers. <laughs> my turn. My turn. And I want to tell you Sorry. both to calm down. It's going to be okay, guys. We okay. <laughs> we are uh, all right. Don't give me this Hawaiian peaceful things here, man. We're nah, wired let me tell you. Let me and tell nervous. You. My, boy, my, boy, my boy Palencia has it. 
He understands small boy mentality. He understands bulldogging. He understands putting an elbow into someone and walking out of there like the dog he is. He gets it. I seen it. I seen it in his eyes. I seen it when he was walking, doing his interview, talking about it. You could talk about his short stature, but what he gives out there is that attitude that he's, I love to see. First of all, see. he's not that and short. That, that dude not, right there was back. a Sorry. dog in this San Jose game that I'm getting into right now. And uh, let me tell y'all, man, I was pleasantly surprised when I seen that Dolo say, you know what? Because let, let me back up a little bit. See, Eric done jumped the gun. I had some things to say about it, and I forgot what I was going to say. He got me. <laughs> is that in the SKC game, they, the announcers had mentioned that they talked to Dolo and some of the guys, and they all talked about how important the supporter show was. And I got a little freaked out. And I wrote you guys about it. I'm like, yo, we are putting a lot on this supporter shield, bro. Like, what is going on? Are we just going to blow this open cup? And then last week we talked about, man, I feel like since it's Carson that we are actually going to put something on this on this game. Right, Eric? I said this to you guys. And then, and then you know, SKC comes around. I mean, uh, SKC comes around. We have a full team. But then – San Jose comes around and we play a mixed team. We have some young guys and some old guys. And I thought this was a great move by Dolo because it showed that we were going to show up Tuesday. I honestly believe Tuesday we're going to go in there tomorrow with a full squad ready to whoop some Carson ass, blacked out in BMO Stadium, ready to show them that LA runs, LAFC runs LA. That's what I think. And I think that game let that happen with these young guys coming in. And the dudes like Palencia and all these young dudes that came in and stepped up and put their hearts and soul out there on that SK on that San Jose game and won that thing for us when everybody, the announcers were saying, Dolo messed up. He's throwing this game away. That's what the dude literally said, the disrespectful fuck that he is. He's throwing it away. He don't even care about this game. And we walked in there with our young boys and walked out still winning the game, bro. That's my little rant. I just got to say, I was impressed yeah, by what our team does. I'm impressed with our depth. And I think that the young guys are stepping up and, and earning some place, earning some place, man. And it's a and beautiful they, thing to see. Okay, I'm sorry. First, my little yeah, rant. no, they, they no, won their first right. LFC2 game also. Like, that confidence is building in them. It's building. Whoa, whoa, and it's whoa, beautiful, whoa, whoa, whoa. man. Win, win, win. Come on. No, but no, it ain't. Open cup. That's another win, bro. And they could have lost this also. The guys could have lost it, but they showed heart, baby, to the end. All the they way to the end. They, should, they play you like know? a cup game, which is awesome. Yeah. And that's what we want, bro. That's what we are asking for for these young guys because they see the Iliates talking the way they do. They see the Kalinis talking the way they do. And they got to be passionate about it. You've seen Duenia's uh, 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 press conference. First thing he said was, I want to thank for being here and for giving me this opportunity. I was part of the 3252, jumping that up and cool. down. And I, I'm thankful for being here. Bro, this is what we have here now. We don't have guys that don't want to be here. And we don't need it. You know what I mean? We don't need it. Okay, so anyways, what did you guys think about the game? All right, I'm sorry. I, I just got a little hype and passionate. Woo-hoo! Okay, 
my bad. Uh, Bawanga again got another goal, which he's obviously amazing. This dude just can't quit scoring again. I just said that at the beginning of this show because it's absolutely true. Um, and uh, we got to see a, a, a beautiful Butte goal uh, that we really needed him to get on the board. Uh, you know, it's sort of been a little scary. All of us have been speculating, hope that he isn't a fall off from what we think that he's going to be. It was a great goal, a beautiful pass from Sifu, which was even – more of a highlight than the actual goal. Celso, I know you were excited about that. So talk to me a little bit about Sifu's assist and what you thought about uh, Buke's goal. Yeah, I know. Sifu seems to be back, not like completely like everybody expects him to, but I definitely noticed in the last couple of games a little bit of a different attitude from him. You know, he definitely is a guy that requires game rhythm. So the more he plays, the more uh, he seems to just get it with it. But um, I did see the last pass improve tremendously, um, you know, and he's faster with his decision making. He's not holding the ball as much. He's not doing what he was trying to do, which was carry the ball forward. It seems that once he receives it, he's decisive in finding his, um, you know, his, his teammates open. Now, that could be also because he's getting more comfortable playing with the newer guys like Buke so, and, and Mateo. So he's there finding more spaces in order for Sifu to do what he's always done. So it could be that as well, right? And again, kudos to Mateo, uh, to, to Stipe for finding that goal early on. You know, the San Jose wasn't quite ready for it, and he took advantage of scoring. You know, again, I've been critical of the young guys, not only that they're not shooting, but they're not shooting high, perform, you know, high, high probability mm. shots. And he did. It was shot inside the box. One quick juke. He got the score, right? And Sifu, again, uh, throughout the game, there were several chances where he's involved in the attacking buildup. I know Eric was looking at that as well. Eric? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, you know, we begin with his assist right around the two-minute mark, which which uh, was put away by Buke. It was very nice. Um, the, the 20th minute, he put in a really nice pass to Bogush, which Bogush then put over the bar. But, but he delivered to him a long early cross right on the spot in between two defenders. Uh, and then also he ended up the 34th minute. He hit a, a lob through ball to Buke, who made it behind the defenders. Buke just had a poor first touch, so it slowed him down and they caught up. But a good first touch, and he would have been off to the races against the goalkeeper. So first half, three quality final balls that were put in that that – could have all three of them could have been put away. One of them was put away. Hey, by the mm-hmm. way, I always have to recognize one thing. He always yeah. stops right after the game, gets out of his car, and gives everybody autographs that have been Huge. there for an hour and a half waiting for people. This man is an LAFC player, and he loves our our uh, our supporters. And it has to be recognized that he does that after the games. You're talking about Buke. No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about C. Fuentes. C. I still talk about yeah, C. Fuentes. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. That, that that you know, look, man. Doesn't as a parent, to. as a parent, and you're sitting there with your kid, hoping that they are able to get that autograph, and he stops and does that. It means a lot for you, bro. It means a you know ton. what I mean, and, like, and that's why I'm up. stopping the show and saying this is what no, he does for sure. After the Respect. show, after he ran ninety, after everybody's home. Those 20 people there, they're waiting for those cars to come out. He's there to give them autographs. I That's love pretty it. cool. I love it. I like Sifu. I liked him the moment that he gave. I, well, first of all, I liked him since he's been on our club. But when he gave his number away like he did and thought, no, it's okay. I 
nothing but huge respect for what he does, how he is, how he handles himself. Um, I think he's a stand-up guy, man. Uh, LAFC sits at the top. I I said that to you guys. We're two points ahead of uh, Seattle right now Um, and two games behind uh, in the games of play, and it's going to only be more. Uh, which is crazy. We will lose uh, being in first after this weekend because everybody else is going to play. We're not. But again, we're going to gain another game to have to make up. Uh, So LAFC is just sitting in absolutely a a great way right now. Dennis Bawanga, Dini Bawanga, let me rephrase, uh, 10 goals in 12 matches, bro. I mean, this guy is absolutely on fire, but not only like he isn't making all the goals. He did get a PK, but the dude is really uh, an assist to King King right now too. He's he's doing great in assist for LAFC. Uh, Denis Carlos and Tillman, neither one of them started. They did come in in the second half, which is when I felt like the game did sort of change for LAFC. You've seen the energy come in there. You've seen a little bit more direction. Uh, they understood everybody on the on the on the pitch understood what was about to happen with them three coming in and how things are going to work uh that's the difference between starting your young kids to having your veterans come in that whatever um so i want to ask you guys what you think about carlos's uh play but i want to set this scene up for you because i thought this for me is one of the biggest things for carlos vela uh being an lafc guy i thought his press conference was the best i've ever seen in the six years that he's been with lafc he was very talkative he answered the questions and with with full content when he looked at the people in their eyes, he knew what he was going to say. And he said things that were very positive about the direction and the way that this club is ran and the coaching staff. And what I mean by that, dude, is I was very impressed with the way that he talked about Denis, the coaching. He literally said, look, when we have no egos on here, when I'm not feeling like I'm at my 100%, I've got to speak up and i got to rest. He would have never said that in 2019 with Bob. You know, like he, he it shows what Dolo and this coaching staff has done. But to hear how much these older guys have bought into co- the coaching st- uh, style is just something that I am in awe with. And I was like blown away by Villa because it was a part that I haven't ever seen, uh, Eric. It's, it's pretty incredible when you see your leader of six years that normally isn't that guy. Now he's. I don't care about getting all the goals. I mean, he, I personally think he should have gave the PK to Bowanga and let him get more goals, but I get it. He wants to get one in the back of the net. But, hey, it ain't about me always scoring, but it's about us being a team. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he, he did earn the penalty. And, uh, you know, also Bowanga, you know, remember Bowanga handed a penalty kickoff before as well. Sure did. But, yeah, with, with Vela, Vela is just being a very nice, well-rounded captain. Another thing you were saying with that about rest is uh, I remember – I don't know if that was um, Dolo or who it was, but they basically said, if if you're tired, like they basically let the coaching staff know, Hey, I'm feeling a little tired today. I need to rest today. And they, and they put the next person in. Now, the, the thing that I think this is really critical is because the culture in most locker rooms that we see in sports, nobody ever wants to sit because there's somebody right at their heels to take their job. If you miss that game, the guy underneath you might come in and ball out and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're fighting. But if the team is at this point now where they're big picture and they're saying, Hey, you know, my legs are a little tired. It's best to start somebody else on this, you know? And and then that's what happens if that's how it's going. I mean, that's very, very rare. You hear of, of a locker room getting along like that. And so 
it, it wouldn't surprise me at the end when the story is written on how this team wins so many competitions with so much schedule congestion. Maybe that's it, but it's uh, it's it's really amazing to see. And Vela is just another another example of it of just being a selfless team. And and it's a team. It's a collection of people. It's not an individual with a supporting cast. And it's really nice and refreshing to see. Beautiful to say, Celso. Yeah, I mean, look, I was looking at his stats for the last two games. He played 27 minutes on I, I, on this last game, had the score, created one big chance, had one key pass. Again, really was everywhere in the duration of 30 minutes in the game. And in a game that he played 67 minutes, which was during the middle of the week, he touched the ball more, was very accurate with his passing, participated more in the defensive side of the ball, but unfortunately was not able to create how he used to, right? And again, mm. he can be a threatening player if coming off the bench because perhaps his defensive charge will not be as intense or maybe against players that are not as, um, you know, say, juiced up, right? So he may have an easier time producing at the offensive side of the field. Now, let me tell you very, very honestly, if you ask me, if you, Carlos Vela likes to sit, he does not like to sit. He's willing to sit because of a congested schedule, the games right. that they pursue uh, and they perceive to not matter as much because we have decent depth, right? And that's what it is about, right? If mm -hmm. none of these other things I described were in place, it's 2019 again. It's exactly right. what's happening in Toronto. You don't that's have right. people to sustain Bernadeschi and Insigne. So, like, you're doing the same thing again, you know, over yeah. there. And I'm using yeah. that example to show you that Carlos can just revert back. It's just what we surrounded him with and allowed him to age, right? Because he's not the right. same guy, like you said. And he can still be impactful with the game, but he's not going to decide the game for us day in, day out. That's the Nibuanga's job. That's Opoku in his nights. Yeah, and Those and the what was beautiful is 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 he acknowledged that though, dude. Yeah, he acknowledged he it, and he goes, "All we got to do is make it easier for him, and everybody's going to worry about him, and that opens it up for me and who whomever else he is out there." Hungry, and I just man. thought that was, I was like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, dude, I was so yeah. I was like, "Yo, this is a fired up Vela. I love it." You know what I mean? Because you would never hear that, but as you guys both said, it's because so much pressure was put on Vela. And as he, he said, I don't have to be the main source anymore. There's plenty of us that can be that guy. Um, heck, we didn't talk about it. Hollingshead got that goal that got called back. Beautiful. But Hollingshead is a threat on defense. We have guys that are threat all around. Acosta when he's out there. Sifu when he's out there. Ily. I mean, we have threats all around. So I just... I just found it to be a beautiful thing, dude. I really did. Um, uh, I did want to talk about this. Uh, LAFC, despite the um, the goal, LAFC has managed to only keep uh, each league game down to two goals. Nobody has scored more than two goals against us. Only two teams did, which was um, uh, Carson and then the Timbers. Um, I think that's a pretty good stat for our boys. Uh, LAFC has been awarded the most penalties in 2023 so far. Um, I think that's just a lot, really our boys being smart. We're in the box a lot, especially in the second half. Yeah. We're putting the pressure on teams very, very hard and getting in the box. Uh, what do you guys think of, about that LAFC being rewarded the most penalties, Eric? Yeah, it's, when do fouls happen? Fouls usually happen when a player gets beat. And all, all this generally means is that we are beating guys in the box 
And instead of them just giving up a goal, they're choosing to foul instead, or they're, you know, they get, they get forced into a position where the only way to stop this guy is to roll that dice. And you're going to have a tackle with a high probability of fouling. And that's what they choose because on the other, they figure it's a better, it's going to be a better gamble. And so that that's what I would say. Of course, you know, everybody likes to hate they're like, Oh yeah. PKFC like all day long. It's like, no, no, no. That yeah. you don't get penalties if you're not in the box threatening with the ball. That's it. If you're not getting PKs, you're probably not even spending time in the box. So fuck off. That's right. That's right. I so so. I agree. And I, I agree. I, yeah. No. It's it's. It, <laughs> well, first of all, fuck I agree. Off. Let's go. <laughs> I, I mean, but it's again. I don't want to repeat what I said earlier, but it's all about the defensive effort and keeping the high pressure and organizing. And now, when we come out and we have what we, you know, very skillful players, right? that can do what they do best, which is dribble and, and and be able to create shots off dribbles. And I think that's the secret. Every single one of our guys up front is comfortable taking a dribble and going into the box, right? We haven't had that. I, I can't remember. You know, I don't think Rossi was that kind of player. I really don't. I think he was more of a shoot first guy. But the dribble is so important for Mahala. He has to clear and shoot. Right. And same thing goes obviously for Bowanga. Sometimes he dribbles one too many times, like not many times, but that happens as well. So it, it is a, it, the progression is so perfect that once we're inside the box, the guys have the ability to dribble. It's game over, right? What can you do? If you don't foul, you, you, Buke happens, right? And he just did a quick to the right. The, 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 the center back stood there and it was ball in the back of the net. Marcinowski was pissed off, right? But what's what 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 were that center back supposed to do? The mistake was you let Sifu throw the ball inside the box. Once we penetrate inside the box, it's game over. Fuck off, as, as Eric said. <laughs> too late, yeah. too late yeah. to complain about the PK. You know, it's 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 funny that you bring up Rossi because I was actually last game thinking that Buke is the first. Buke reminds me more of Rossi than I've seen it than anybody else has ah. ever reminded me of Rossi on our team. Because he's kind I of a guy like, like right, Rossi is like a dribble guy, but he's kind of like, he's like, take one touch, then another touch to set the ball up and shoot. Like, he's kind of like two touch and shoot. And, uh, okay. and kind of like, it's only one. It was just yesterday, this kind of dawned on me seeing that. I was like, I, I kind of see it in him. So may, maybe yeah, it goes he has away, to be placed, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can um, see that. Okay, so... Tomorrow, yeah, guys. Rossi. I think it's time to move on, right? Next Rossi. I hope not, or I hope so. I hope uh, Butte does become the next Rossi. He fits in really well. We don't want him to be the next B Rod, that's for sure. <laughs> well, um, well, well next time we see Gaston, we're gonna have to ask. He, he'll he'll be the authority on this one. No, I'm I, just I, saying they're different players, but Butte, Butte does just have saying. some more. He has more finishing right in him, and yeah, that looks like yeah. Rossi esque. So that's a yeah, good. Man. I didn't. I didn't mean for the conversation to go there, but yeah, it's a good comparison. No, no, no. To see I don't either. And I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying, bro. We've expected a little bit more. It hadn't happened. It's happened a little slow. But I've said this. I'm not going to come down on him. The kid is young. He is in a different country. Things are going to probably be a little hard. Let him work it out next. And, you know, look next year if he's still the same way, I'm probably going to bash him. I'll be honest. Right? <laughs> he's young. Well, he's not sorry. a DP. <laughs> that's right. So it is what it is. Right now is not the time. Let him grow. Let him be him and be confident and us back him when he does well, like the goal that he did. And that's yeah, all I can say about that. What if he starts against Carson? 
Ah, well, we're about to get into that conversation right now, guys. LAFC will play uh, Carson in the Open Cup. Um, but before I want to get in the Open Cup, MLS did just add another team to this California schedule. We are going to now have neighbors down the road in San Diego. Um, this was not scheduled to talk about, but everybody's talking about it in the this chat. So we might as well bring chat. it up. Um, yeah. But uh, th this is going to obviously be a more um, later, a, a bigger discussion later on on a different show. But we have to acknowledge that we do now have neighbors down the road. I personally feel, and I've said this, I believe that this is going to become a big rival for LAFC. Um, I can see it happening. It's a rival within um, the Dodgers. I know we are more San Francisco and Dodgers, but now San Diego has been making a little nips at Dodgers, and there's some tension there. And I can see that happening with LAFC. Now, the reason I bring up San Diego is because this is bad for Carson, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm all for it. I'm happy that it's bad for Carson. Why? Because I'm for Carson all day long. I don't care about Carson, but I do think this is bad for them. Not only did we take Carson's, uh, some of their fans that they want to say, whatever, the, 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 Way for the fans, the ones that jump ship. But I believe that there's going to be a lot of San Diego fans that's going to jump ship on Carson, too. So what are they going to do? This is not good news for them, and this is good news for us at LAFC. Why is that? Because now we're going to have not only Carson, not only San Jose, but we're going to have San Diego that you guys get to travel to and enjoy some fun away games, man. It's going to be a badass away game. I'm sure 3252 is going to black it out too. They might try to prevent us from blacking it out. But once you go black and gold, baby, you can't leave it. LAFC will make it happen. Eric, I know you're going to be at that tailgate. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I know I mean, you're going to travel there. Look, San Diego, San Diego, you can actually drive home after the game without like without getting there in the next morning. Um, it's you true. know what? For, for me, I I don't see it so much as, as a Carson thing. Where I find this whole move super interesting is that you have the existing USL side, the San Diego Loyal. And, you know, I've, I've been uh, – it's something I've been digging into a lot the last month and a half now is the interactions between MLS and USL on a whole. So you have this USL team. Their owners put out a statement basically saying, yeah – MLS is coming here, but we're not going anywhere. And our supporters are going to stay loyal, you know, whether they will or not, we're, we're going to see. But I, I do think that there's going to be a bit of a battle for the hearts and minds of San Diego that the loyal are going to have. They're going to have a year and a half to try to really solidify their fan base and turn it into an us versus them underdog story. Mm. And so this is the aspect of it that I find the most interesting because I, Look at the MLS versus USL versus NISA power struggle, which is all the competing American leagues. And like most businesses, one of the businesses is going to want to dominate everybody, which means you destroy their business or you you take over their business, you know? And I think this is just kind of the, that that's what we see. So that's, that's what I'm going to see. Um, yeah. I see the, the chat's going crazy on San Diego. So that's why we're yeah, here. Okay. They're going crazy. I, it's also, can go I ahead, say a couple buddy. things? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, so I, I did, uh, I did put an article in Portuguese for those that <laughs> can't read about the reasons why California makes so much sense as an expansion and, and, and with the fourth team expansion, San Diego being it. First of all, population wise, we're still from an average standpoint. If you divide by four, there's plenty of people to go. And we're also producing, 
producing a lot of young talent through the academies in this state, which I have a feeling that if you're super south, in you know, close to the border, you really don't have a great place to be developed. So there is a need from like an academy standpoint for someone at the M. I'm sorry, Eric, at the MLS level to throw some real money into this equation so that the talent there can flourish and the United States as a country cannot lose those young guys that are going to Mexico to get better training at the academy level and you know that's true I can give you guys examples of that now the other thing I'm going to say is this San Diego as a market is prime for very many reasons and the one is the rivalry aspect of it and the last question that I have and the main question is have this how long is it going to take until all the San Diego fans that were either Carson fans or LAFC fans to show up in their stadium with their gear and be given a trash can like it was happening in San Louis and they have to pitch in their old kits and get new San Diego kits. I don't know I mean, how gonna that's going to work it out, but it's so cool. The idea of being able to do that. And at the end of it all, us Californians or people that live here get to see a Cali Cup that what we've been waiting for so long. Two against two, right? And we come out of this diagonal with this Cali Cup. Now, it could have been in San Sacramento. I 100% agree with you, Eric. But the money didn't materialize, man. And this is the problem with USL. It's 5,000 butts in seats at, at the Loyal, man. We're talking a stadium of 30,000. It's not even a question if the, it's Loyal versus the other one. Because uh, to be honest, I feel like it's completely different demographics, man. And it's going to be, the, the owners are going to throw some real money. Some Dude, real, real money. Loyal. Okay, so we're going to move money into talks. the actual you open. Uh, open cup now last time we seen them 26 fouls that was in the open cup between in the l traffic co of last year 26 oh, fouls. that was like the one of the worst five, games i've ever been to five yellow cards yeah. uh with 26 fouls that's right guys you heard me right that is a two and a six they were hacking the shit out of lafc what? i remember this game only five was it yellow cards brought out it was puff Pathetic. I can't remember who it was. I do want to say it was him or uncle. I can't remember. Pencil game. Because we were completely uh, bitching and complaining about how bad they are. Um, but, you know, look, man, let's talk a little bit about we, – we covered a little bit of it last week, but – El Trafico in the Open Cup, this is going to be a big deal, guys, because as I said earlier, LAFC – Seemed like we didn't really care too much about it. We played all our kids tomorrow. What do you guys expect? Are you expecting the kids, or are you expecting a full squad going after and saying, "No, you can't, you can't come in our stadium and win something that you want to win to save your coach and president"? Eric, I'm gonna start with you. I'm I'm expecting personally. It is my belief that we're going to see the same squad tomorrow that is going to play in Leon with the exception of maybe we have a center back that is too injured to come in tomorrow. That'll be there. But otherwise I think our midfield, I think our forwards and I think our fullbacks are going to be the exact same guys that are going to be starting in Leon a week from uh, Wednesday. Hmm. Celso. First of all, I like to have register how much I hate this competition. Because it sucks. Okay, got that? It's really oh, stupid. God. It's horribly marketed. As a marketing major, I am ashamed of it. I think the USSF does a horrible job with it. And I think it needs to be considered an amateur competition. 
So having said that, <laughs> they did charge you, uh, I know, in average $150 to $200 a ticket for the ability to see us play so much the El Tráfico. So <laughs> here's what I believe in. If you're going to charge top dollar for a ticket for a really real stupid quick? competition, you have to put your best product out on the pitch. So you go around and you ask who's fit to play. And if the best 11 are the best 11, they're going to be in Leon. You put them up to play because your front office and USSF are basically signaling it to you. You have to put your best 11 there. You cannot put the LAFC 2 in there because if you get schlopped by Carson at home, that's not going to look good for you. You cannot put your mixed lineup in there because, again, if you get schlopped by Carson, a sorry team this year, it's not going to look good for you. So you put your best 11 and you deal with it, right? Mm. And I feel like given the fact that everyone played on a short schedule, right, and it's been on this rhythm, there's not much of a disadvantage to playing a mixed lineup or not. We know Carson's going to come in full strength, right? So we should put our full strength as well because we know that after the fact we have plenty of time to rest, right? And if anyone, and this is the big caveat, if anyone feels a little bit of a problem, you get the fuck out of that game and you go put the ice boot on and watch it on TV. You know, I, I also feel like because the last lineup was pretty heavily rotated, like, I, you know, Vela coming in late in the game, Tillman coming in late to the game, Buonga coming yes. in late. That says to me, these guys are starting. The offense, yes, Eric. But yeah. we, and, we played eight players that aren't considerably starters and then two, other, two others came off the bench. So the question really remains is from the hurt players, who's going to suit up, right? Or, yeah. are, you know, are we going to see Kellen Acosta? Are we going to see Jesus Murillo, which a week ago – Coach said he's almost ready to go, so we might come back with Moody now. But again, what if he has a if he had a, a muscle, muscular injury and you bring Moody back, right? That is a this, this candidate is a huge, to yeah, a injury, right? Like, yeah, yeah, no, and this is long. We, this is same some, thing. Do you give Long an extra game to rest? So, or okay, so we're gonna start Palencia as center back again. So the cluster injury is always what concerns me, right? Because we know we have decent depth all around the pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean this this gets tough because I know we've been in this before, but like hamstring injuries tend to tend to take a good 6 weeks to heal and if you rush them, you aggravate them and that 6 week clock starts all over again. And yeah, so man. I I would think like if Mario is getting close, I would I would ex- almost like I mean I'd wonder if they throw him in for 20 minutes at the end just to warm up because that next action is 8 days later, but that's also I it's it's a That's tough how one. I feel. That's what I feel, Eric. I'm, I'm sort of with you. I see where I see where Celso is going with this. Are you going to bring them in? Because look, I just said 26 fouls. We know that if it's not going Carson's way, they're going to start hacking the shit out of our guys. And to Celso's point, that we want our head dudes in there that's going to be getting hacked. That we want the Vela's and the Bawangas getting hacked before going to Leon when we need them to be full. Pers- you know, a hundred percent. And if it's that type of situation, are you going to bring a Mario in that has been out? Okay. Now they're hacking the shit out of him. Now he's in there. He's just got off of a muscle injury. I see both your points. I really do. And I think you're both valid. Um, so what do you guys think? Those, huh? So, so what thing. do you think? So, so, so you're at that. We need to do a rotated and just let this game be what it yes. is. Eric, you're at, no, we're going to play full squad. Um, so I guess my point is this, how much does where this game is being played plays a factor for either one of you, Celso? It, 
it plays a, a factor I mentioned earlier, first and foremost. You don't want to take an L at home. You know, I think what this rivalry has revealed us is that the winner at home is usually the case. And mm-hmm. we've dominated the Galaxy at home, and we've dominated them in elimination games at home. So you don't you don't want to come out of the season saying, "Hey, guess what? You know, you came in our house and got beaten, but we finally beat you in an elimination game at home." So there's also a little bit of that going on, right? So again, right. just want to I just want to make sure that you guys understand what I meant by going around it. I still believe that you put very close to your best eleven on the pitch. Okay, I just don't okay. know. If those guys are ready yet, and they okay. might end up in the side of caution and sitting mm-hmm. guys like Kellen, right, for an additional game so that there's not a risk of re-injury. That's what okay. I mean. But if okay. Kellen says, you know, fuck yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to go, and I need this game so that I get some game rhythm against some real dudes until t- the next game, let's go. But again, I don't know if it's necessary because you're absolutely right. It's going to be a hacking match. It, it, either way, how this is going to go. I don't remember a, a Carson game. Game that goes easy and by the way they can generate act, uh, attacks against us if you look at the x goes against on lfc this year the carson game at carson was the second most against lafc so if if they really were going to come in full strength to try to get a go early man we got to have our best 11 to begin even if you know for sure and on. i i would i would God, I hate to say this. Don't want to be behind. But in the I would, I would, game. I would say though, LAFC did go into that particular Carson game already having quite a few games under their belt and some tired legs, right? Like it was in yes. the middle of like a, 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 a sort a of a crazy a run, Eric. So I, I think seeing what LAFC did in Carson compared to what we expect at BMO should maybe be a little different. Um, But to Celso's point, Eric, I mean, I sort of could see some starters and young guys sort of mixing it up like what I expected to see in San Jose. And we did see a little bit of that in Carson. If we feel like we're dominating Dolo, bring in the other guys to get their legs going for Leon. How do you feel about that? I, I think this is the perfect opportunity for a dress rehearsal because the intensity that Carson's going to give us, uh, the intensity of a derby is as close to the intensity of a final as you're going to get. And so I, I think it's that's the next game there. So it's like get it in there, get it in their heads, get them ready for this. That, that's what I think. Uh, one, one last fun fact is we are on a three-win streak against Carson, which was uh, the playoffs last season. Uh, then we – Actually, we beat them at our house, we beat them in the playoffs, and then we beat them at their house the, the last game. So we're three right. wins in a row on them. And I'd love to see us go shoot that up to six or seven in a row. I mean, they're putting all their eggs in this basket, my brothers. They're putting all their eggs in As this they basket. Should. This is saving Vanny. This is say this is saving Vanny. This is saving the the Klein out. This is saving their 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 jobs. And so I think it's a very smart move of Dolo and the team to now put a little bit on itself. So I agree with where you started this for about this uh, tournament. I agree, brother. I'm sort of with you. I'm not happy with how they've done things, but I also see Eric's point about the history of it. I wish that they cared about the history a little bit more. Um, I definitely don't think the most we're worried about but once this game got chosen for us because we know it got chosen this wasn't randomly picked we all know that random right this isn't random those balls this are night. not heavier than no no it's not yeah, which, which one am i picking either, randomly right? not this one so let's just be honest so you know lafc has to show up and i, I think both of you are 
in a way speaking the same truth right but just on a different uh, trajectory and, and you know one's going to start the starters one's going to start a little bit of mix and I, I i'm going to be happy with either one uh because i think lafc is going to win this game there's no reason we shouldn't we have a better team a better mentality we are at bmo stadium where the 3252 are going to black it out they're going to be loud as they were at san Ho against that san jose game that san jose game was loud on the tv all i seen comments from eric and all the guys in the chat it is loud here and all i could say was yes it is wait till you get home and listen to it because it was and I, I i'm telling you man home field advantage you're there with your crowd you have another cup that you can win on top of ccl a little dress rehearsal as eric's calling it sounds beautiful to me man i'm gonna say lafc is gonna walk away with this a 4-1 victory guys a 4-1 victory. LAFC is going to put a spanking on them. And we're going to send all of them back to where they come from. And they're all going to be fired the next day. And all of us are going to jump for joy and yell and scream and say, we did that to them, you fuckhead fuckers. That's just my little added <laughs> part of it. That didn't even need to be added, but I just like to say it. Eric, what do you think the score prediction is going to be? Tresa Cero. I think we're gonna we're gonna smack them down. We're gonna put some up early, and then we're gonna put in uh, we're gonna sub out some starters. We're gonna put in some kids to coast through the end of the game. Kids, you're coast doing it again, huh? Put it on the so frame. What is it? Eric. You're three one, oh three zero. Three zero. So zero. That zero three. means zero. They don't have a threat zero. against us. No goal threat. Okay. Okay. So. I don't know. I mean, if you if you wanted me to call something here, Be I would honest. call a one-one draw with us winning on penalty kicks. <laughs> and I, I, I really believe that if if there's always listen, there's a probability that this will not happen. But Extra I think the longest, the, the largest probability, is this is a one-one game. We saw a lot of close games at, at BMO Stadium that it took you know a ninety-third minute score in order to move that get that to a two to one right that's happened so many times i'm just going with what's been happening recently and the one one seems to be kind of chasing us in a cup now that means penalty kicks against carson at minutes. home and it's not what i want to see it and i hope that doesn't happen but i'm going with it but i'm still being hopeful that mccarthy becomes this amazing crazy dude again and 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 wins it for us and we're talking about a penalty kick win next weekend Again, or next week, next Monday. Well, I don't want to see that? our did boys see put 120 that? minutes on their legs. Shit. Did you see? Did you see the save that he made in San Jose? He can do it. The dude will stand on his head for yeah, this. I, I also saw the cross he from uh, San San Jose. That I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah. yeah okay. Everyone <laughs> has a little yeah, bit of a is. brain fart here and there. Okay. So so we can't hold it him was. to that. And if it wasn't that, it was you. 20 years before. By the way, we didn't talk about the bads, right? That, that was the two bads from the game uh, and SJE were th that one, the goal, which was like, what happened? And then the, the Duenas, like, trying to, like, control the ball and, like, at the basically top of the, the, the defense. And, you know, we had the post. So we cannot yeah. do that. And that's why you don't play the kids all the time because he's still yeah. a kid and he will make mistakes like that. Hey, guys, um, send in your score prediction for this match. I want to post them up here real quick. Um, also, Eric had uh, sent the video. He talked to uh, a Jeremy. friend out, um, outside, and he actually nailed 
the prediction for the San Jose games. We got to play that. But yeah, everybody send in your uh, your score predictions for this game. I want to post them up here. Let's watch this. So I'm, I'm going to change my real quick. Here with Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy found us. Loves the black and gold. The voice is the black and gold. And uh, tell me, Jeremy, what do you think is going to happen for today? So today, I feel like I'm going to start off with a lineup. The lineup will be a little bit different, especially with our schedule coming up in the future. Um, I feel like our young crew is going to be doing pretty well, um, considering what we've had. But I feel like it's going to be a different, a different lineup, and we're still going to do well. I mean, it's black and gold, and Trindolo knows what he's doing. So let's go LAFC. Let's go LAFC. What's the score going to be? Oh, score. Considering it, I'm going to say 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Let's go. Nailed it. Jeremy, and hell yeah. Jeremy <laughs> knocked it out of the park. Thank you, Jeremy, for doing that with Eric. And also, I just want to tell yep. you guys, man, Eric and uh, Celso have been talking about you guys, recognize him and saying what's up and showing love. We just want to tell you all thank you, man. We appreciate you all listening to our show, sitting here vibing out with us, talking LAFC, what we all love, so passionate, and, and all are here to talk about and, and, and to discuss, man. It's what brought us all here together to build this uh, family that we are creating within the black and gold, within Voices of the Black and Gold. Uh, it's a community that I appreciate uh, you guys joining and, and being part of it with me, man. Um, it makes me be able to feel part of it. So I know you guys are there, but for like people like your, uh, you know, Gaston and, and Craig and myself that aren't able to be in LA, you guys make us feel like you're, we're part of it. And so we appreciate that. But to be showing love to my two dudes right here, man, it's a big ups to all of you that watch and support us. If you're here on YouTube, please uh, give us a thumbs up, man. We've been really enjoying that thank you so much yep. the, the thumbs have been up a lot and so um that's a big help to us for to make sure our content is uh high up on the lafc boards and um most yep. importantly man go ahead eric oh yeah i also want to give a shout out to victor who saw me walk into the parking ramp afterwards at the the usc parking structure and uh said hey recognize you from the show so i always love seeing people you know who recognize us from the show and uh before the games i'll you know I do get pretty faded at the games, so you know, but I, I'm still very functional because I party. I love LAFC, but I tend to either be near the palm tree or around the 42 originals. If you're ever there early in the tailgate, come find me if you want to talk about the game, give a score prediction, come say hi. It's awesome to meet everybody who checks out the show, and I'm always happy to video a little segment and we'll throw it on the show with predictions and stuff like that. And unless it's a super bad, maybe we won't embarrass you on that. One. Yeah. Not only that, not only that, was that a good this, one, is, man. this is what I want to talk about. Eric, show your shirt. Show your oh shirt. yeah. Yes. All right. So you see Carson is not LA. If you sure. guys like this shirt, okay. From now to game time. All right. Send Eric a DM. Let him know that you like the shirt. He's going to bring them to the game, and you can sport it at the uh, Carson match, okay? If you guys want it, he has Tomorrow. it there. Let him know what size. He's going to be there. He's going to have them. He's going to give them away, give them to you guys. Carson is not LA. Voices of the Black and Gold on the back of it. Um, so, yeah, shoot him a little DM. He's going to get that over to you. Uh, guys, this has been fun. Thank you both for being here with me, as always. Um I love it, man. I love doing this. I love talking to LAFC with you guys, no matter uh, how hard sometimes the days are to be 
to come here and talk with you guys. I just appreciate it, man. So thank y'all for letting me be part of this. Um, and uh, LA will get this win tomorrow against our rivals, Carson, who sits at the bottom. And why is that? Because LA is black and gold, baby. Let's go. Yeah.